It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susan Owens Beef Cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 27th of May, the 147th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. You have 218 days left in 2023 to do something completely zany, completely nutty, like spinning around and around until you drop to the ground. Remember doing that as a child? How much you loved games that involved turning and turning? Remember how absolutely irresistible it was to somersault down a hill? How fun it was to feel dizzy afterward? Carnivals and cotton candies Carousels and calliopes Fortune tellers in glass cases, we will always remember these. I just read an article in the New York Times about our spinning cousins, chimpanzees, bonobos, and gorillas. Not only have zoos caught them spinning wildly around on ropes, but scientists in the field have also caught them doing exactly the same thing in the wild. So you can't conclude it's because they're bored in a zoo. It's really something they do just for fun, just like we do. Or rather, it's something we do just like they do, since they came first. Here's what the New York Times wrote, and I quote, According to findings published last month in the journal Primates, other great ape species also seem to regularly enjoy stimulating their senses through spinning, possibly even in pursuit of altered mental states. Spinning around to make ourselves dizzy is something we usually think of as a distinctly human activity, said Marcus Perlman, a cognitive scientist at the University of Birmingham in England and an author of the study. So it's really cool to find that other primates do this too, and that they seem to do it for the same reason that children do, because it's fun and exhilarating, end quote. So how about that? We're not all that unique. Connection, connection, connection. The zaniest, nuttiest spinning video I watched is of the great ape named Zola, who does an incredibly enthusiastic breakdance in his wading pool. I've posted it to the Facebook pages. You will laugh and laugh and maybe be inspired to do a bit of spinning around yourself. Why not? Fun is good. This is the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you will be served. I've got my radio brothers with me and an extra one. We have Mathieu also, as well as Erwan, behind the glass window, riding the soundboard. And he sends you a friendly wave and a spin. <laughs> I've got my baby brother, otherwise known as Paul Myers, right next to me here in the studio. Hello, big sister. And of course, hello to everyone in our Sound Kitchen family. 
Paul's ready to mix in your delicious sound kitchen ingredients, your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. And there's music from Erwan, too, so don't touch that dial. This is the Sound Kitchen, and Susan Owensby is cooking. Are you ready? I do hope so. And so do I. Because it's time to get that quiz out of the oven. On the 15th of April, I asked you a question about an article written by RFI English journalist Jan Bondermatter. Macron lays out his plan for Europe on a visit to the Netherlands. Earlier that week, French President Emmanuel Macron delivered a speech at the Nexus Institute in The Hague. The institute was marking the 75th anniversary of the Congress of Europe, held in 1948 in The Hague. My question to you was, what is the 1948 Congress of Europe meeting most known for? Paul, what's the answer? Well, as Jan wrote... Planting the seeds of what was to become the European Union, the first Congress of Europe was organised by the International Committee of the Movements for European Unity, which after the Congress became the European Movement. It brought together 750 delegates from around Europe to discuss ideas about the development of European political cooperation. In addition to the quiz question... There was the bonus question suggested by Lutfor Rahman Khan from Naogawan in Bangladesh. What did you feel the first time you attended a marriage ceremony? You'll hear the answers later in the Listener's Corner, so stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI English listener Malik Muhammad Nawaz Kokar, who's a member of the Sangat Radio Listeners Club in Muzaffagar, Pakistan. Malik is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote, quite simply, I felt very happy for the couple and wished them long life. They looked so beautiful and happy. Congratulations, Malik. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are RKM Nuruzaman, who's the president of the RFI Amur Fan Club in Rajshahi, Bangladesh, and Ferhat Bazazel, who's the president of the RFI Butterflies Club Ain Kachera in West Skipta, Algeria. There's also Raz Franz Mankon Gogo, who heads up the Kemojemba RFI Club in Tarame Mara, Tanzania. Hey, Raz. And last but assuredly not least, faithful RFI Listeners Club member Hans Werner Lolika from Heidehusen, Denmark. Hello, Hans. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. <laughs> The question this week is about, surprise, the Cannes Film Festival. Our very own happy Olia Horton is down there, racing from film to film and keeping us up to date with her daily postcard from Cannes. At the beginning of this week, she watched a duo of films about boys, one by the Jordanian director Amjad al-Rashid called Inshallah, A Boy. 
It's the director's first feature to be screened in competition as part of Critics Week and the first film to represent Jordan in Cannes. Inshallah, a boy tells the story of Nawal, a young woman whose husband suddenly dies. As Olia writes, and I quote, she quickly discovers that she's at the mercy of her in-laws who legally have the right to claim her home. I want you to reread Olia's postcard from Cannes number three and answer me this. What are the names of the principal actress and the two screenwriters? Again, Reread Olia Horton's article, Postcard from Can Number Three, and send in the answers to this question. What is the name of the actress who plays the main character, Nawal, and what are the names of the two screenwriters? You'll find Olia's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Paul, what's this week's bonus question? How do you get rid of hiccups? Do you hold your breath? Jump up and down? Spin like a gorilla? Ask someone to scare you? Listen to my voice? That should scare you. How do you get rid of hiccups? Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions. So please do send them in. I learned how to get rid of hiccups once and for all from a listener at my first radio station. I was on the air and yes, I had the hiccups. I was presenting classical music, so it came out Hick! That was Hick! music of Beethoven. The phone lit up with all kinds of tricks, but the one that worked for me was to drink an entire glass of water without breathing, but upside down. You know, you lean over, put the opposite side of the glass to your lips and down the hatch works every time for me. Baby brother, what about you? Got a good trick? Yeah, I've got a brilliant one, actually. I look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> I faint at the horror. Hiccups cured. <laughs> you have until the 19th of June to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 24th of June to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Good afternoon, this is Samuel Francis. I'm calling from the sunny island of Jamaica in the Caribbean. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen with Susan Owensby. And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Paul. Paul. 
Well, thank you, big sister. And so the question this week is: What did you feel the first time you attended a marriage ceremony? This was suggested by Lutfo Raman Khan from Na Ogawan in Bangladesh. Dipita Chakrabarti wrote. Attending a marriage ceremony for the first time was both a scintillating and an awesome experience. Secretly, though, I longed for the event to occur in my life one day. But that day, I was mainly focused on the fabulous banquet awaiting us—the guests, foodie that I am. Rather, Krishna Pillai wrote, "When I first attended a wedding, I liked the gathering. It was time to catch up with friends and relatives." Shahin Sultan wrote, "Marriage is a religious bond and a social ritual. Marriage is an acknowledgement of a man and a woman living together within social norms. Through this, a family is formed. This work is completed through a formal ceremony. When I was invited to a wedding for the first time, I was very excited because I heard that weddings are very well organized and filled with joy." Dancing and singing. Once there, I had a lot of fun with friends and relatives. I will remember that wedding ceremony forever. Father Stephen Wara wrote, "I just felt good, and wished I could advise the couple to stay close and faithful to each other. The challenges of building a good and stable matrimonial home, notwithstanding." As the French playwright Sacha Guitry once said, "Marriage is hell for the first forty years. Then you get used to it." Well, all I can say is, "Je ne regrette rien." Karuna Kanta Pal wrote, "The first marriage ceremony I attended was that of my aunt when I was thirteen years old. It was an arranged marriage. There was a traditional event before their first night together began." Half of the family was present, and the new bride and groom played, inverted commas, naughty games. Then they were locked in their room, which was decorated with flowers and fruits, and they were given warm milk to get the romantic feelings stirred up. Lira Zaman Begum says she was twelve when she went to her first wedding. She wrote, "It was the marriage of a close family member. I went with my father." It was the first large gathering I had ever attended. I didn't know anyone, but I was very pleased to see the various customs and traditions of a Muslim marriage ceremony. I talked to my relative's new wife. She was a lovely girl. I realized that due to this ceremony, a new family would soon be started. I will never forget it. Jayanta Chakrabarti's first wedding was also memorable. This is what he wrote. I was struck with awe and admiration at the elaborate rituals and traditions that have been passed down for generations. An Indian wedding is celebrated with pomp and grandeur. Though societal compulsion allows for such a grand show, I was pained to see the utter waste of money for a one-night show. Perhaps this huge sum, often averaging a million rupees, could have been spent for a better purpose. I'm afraid I'm as unromantic as you, Jayanta. A simple little affair, a nice dinner after, and for all that would have been spent otherwise, a nice check towards, say, an apartment for the young couple, perhaps. French weddings are pretty elaborate too. I mean, nothing like Indian ones, but they do surprise me every time. 
Hans-Werner Lolika has had a lot of experiences with weddings. He's a retired pastor. What does the good Reverend Hans have to say, baby brother? Well, big sister, he wrote, As a child in the 50s and 60s in rural Denmark, weddings were not for kids to attend. My first weddings were from black and white television films, which didn't call for emotions. My wedding was full of emotions. We had just lost my mother-in-law-to-be and my father was severely ill. After the church service, we went to the cemetery and put our wedding flowers on my mother-in-law's grave. And then we visited my father. We had a reception in my father-in-law's beautiful garden. And then a small group of family and friends for dinner afterwards, all full of emotions. Our marriage has now lasted 51 years, thanks to my loving wife, Inga Lisa. As a pastor, I've been responsible for more than 300 church weddings. Two of them were late at night in the hospital because one of them was scheduled for an operation the next day and might not survive. I'll never forget those. I've also had the privilege of marrying two of our children. For our youngest daughter, it was judicially a little complicated. Her husband is a Roman Catholic. So with the written permission of three bishops, my own, the Bishop of Copenhagen, and the Catholic Bishop of Denmark, I conducted the ceremony in our son-in-law's Catholic Church. But after the paperwork was done, nothing was complicated. Just joy and a magnificent party. Hans, was it hard to marry your daughters? A friend of mine's father was a Presbyterian pastor, and I thought he was going to cry at several points when he presided over the ceremonies. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is, how do you get rid of hiccups? Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. And a special thanks to Paul Myers for hanging out in the kitchen with us. A pleasure to cook with you, big sister. Dear brothers and sisters of the Radio Listening Fraternity, I am Jayantu Chakravarti of New Delhi, India. We are all connected by a common bond of friendship and brotherhood through the powerful medium of radio. Radio is the ultimate source for social contact. It brings citizens of the world together in a bonhomie of togetherness, love, peace, and freedom. Let us all pledge to shed hatred, animosity, and ill will towards our fellow citizens and bring in a world full of hope, aspirations, and dreams that can be fulfilled. Thank you, dear listeners of Radio France International. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining us in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. Thanks to Mathieu for helping out on the soundboard, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about pataphysics. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, 
rfienglish.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. And this week, he's chosen a mighty tasty morsel for us, the American jazz and bebop singer Veronica Swift. So I hope you've saved room for Erwan's dessert, because this is a good one. Swift is the daughter of jazz musicians and was first featured on an album at the ripe old age of nine. Yeah, it helps to have parents in the biz, but this kid has earned it. She's not yet 30. She placed second in the highly prestigious Thelonious Monk Jazz Competition in 2015, caught the attention of Wynton Marcellus, who then featured her on tours. Voila, a star was born. Erwan's chosen the Bob Doro song, You're the Dangerous Type. It's from her album, This Bitter Earth, which came out in 2021. For it, she got a five-star review in Downbeat magazine, front covers of not only Downbeat, but also Jazz Times, and won the French Academy du Jazz Best Vocal Album. Listen, and you'll hear why. Thanks, Erwan, for this happy discovery. Talk to you all next week. One, two. Comes a temptation. I never resisted. Love is a danger. I'm willing to risk it. You are that danger. And danger is wow you. And so you better not come knocking on my door. I'll throw away the key. You better not go messing around my heart. You'll end up hurting me. You got the kind of eyes that I could go for. You've got the kind of lips that make me want to know more. And so you better not say nice things just for me or I'll jump, 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 down. And if you ever smile, that secret smile, that lover's smile will crown. You're just the kind of guy that I always dreamed of, but one I'd never meet it seemed of. Of course you know that once the flame has started, you've got to let it burning glow or I'll be broken hearted. Please say you love me or set me free. Do 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 do
Boop, boop, boop. 